New card. What do you think? Get over here! That man is playing Galaga. I understood that reference. You shall not pass! So say we all. So say we all. Run with me. It's adamantium tasting time, boys. Well, maybe it's your number one. All wings report in. Welcome to your weekly interval. This is the Best Damn Nerd Show. I am your host, microphone alchemist James Kincaid. With me tonight, top billing, only billing, Professor Chris Davis. You're Mobius. I will forever, ever be by your side through all time. Yeah, because we're like friends. We're friends now. And like, you know, we like... You earned so much we trust by, by betraying me in the second episode. And then, you know, all of a sudden we're hugging it out like two episodes in a row. And we're doing the Legolas and Gimli thing completely yeah. unearned. Uh, I will say one of my favorite segments of this rebooted Best Damn Nerd show, which is going to be a topic later on in the episode, is discussing or was discussing rather episode five of Loki. And just pummeling you left and right over the head with how bad this show is. And that set the stage for the finale. You know, I, re- I re-listened to it and I realized that it's just a lot of hot air coming my way. And there's <laughs> well, it's there's a not podcast, a, Davis. There's not a, not a lot of substance. And I'd say that's like Loki, but that's not true. It's kind it of the absolutely is. the what and what and, I was spewing at you were verbatim quotes from the show that you couldn't defend. Because they were so good that you don't it need pl- to defend pl- them pl- if they're good. They speak for themselves. A, no, you had nothing. And nothing but that that little whiskey in your hand to console yourself. <laughs> It was tequila. Speak your mind, but at least speak the truth. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Anyway, so we, of course, set the stage to review the season finale of Loki for all time. Always the sixth episode uh, in this season, the final episode in season one. There will be a season two, unfortunately. Uh, that was spoiler! revealed. Sorry, spoiler. Oh, yeah. By, by the way, sorry. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Uh, by the way, yes. Uh, spoiler Nobody cares! We're talking Loki. So if you haven't watched it yet, uh, and, you, you know, please pause your Zunes or other non-name brand MP3 playing devices now, because we're going to be getting into the season finale of Loki. Davis. Your overall thoughts on the season finale, and I'm, I'm going to do my best to, to holster my mouth here and let you speak for, you know, those fans of the MCU that, that you know, have been enjoying this. Good, because there's a lot of I've us. heard enough. <laughs> there's so many of us. It's overwhelming at this point. Uh, there's a re- good Reddit channel. You should go on it. Uh, no, or, you know, go on our Discord, bestdamnerdshow.com slash discord to uh There's much more real conversation going on positive low-key vibes as not we a chance do. not a chance uh, no so this i love the start of this episode because we have it really builds up kind of the ending actually uh is where you're getting all of these just quotes from the mcu in the past <laughs> you know 14 12 14 years dance off bro 
It's my yeah, friend sure. from work. <laughs> it's my friend from work. Uh, some good, some not so good. But you remember where they're from, and that's the point. Uh, but mm. I, I, I love how they kind of incorporated all of that because it, it was needed. Because uh, this is this is the send off into the next big bad, which uh, can actually probably emphasis be... on bad. <laughs> can probably be just said for the show in general this this was like um uh, gosh uh, a cucumber a sliced cucumber with goat cheese or cheese on it that you really just want the cheese but you need a little something to to eat it with you need, you you need, a little need bit of flavor excuse to put it in your mouth you need right. that crunch. Need that crunch. Right. <laughs> like it's so good, I, and you I still love the cucumber. You still love the cucumber. But the money the shot. The money shot is the cheese here, and that's what we so, got, folks. After last week, this is what he's bringing to the table: fucking cucumber yeah. sandwiches. Cucumber sandwich. Who doesn't love a cucumber sammy? God. You know, and that's what the show is. And, and I use cucumber for the green, obviously. So it's uh, no, it, it, this was really I see what they were doing here and I I loved it. It, it. I love the show even more now, James, because of episode six. I'm the happy finale. And because what we got was uh, Kang the Immortus, if you're familiar with that, because I barely am. I had to do some research before tonight. Uh, mm. That's and... the marking of a good show right there. <laughs> Hey, no, you got to be able to introduce characters to bring people in, and then people are going to research. Sure, sure. I'm, uh, I'm not, we got Kang. Yeah. We're getting Kang, and that's yeah. our new big bad. And that's we the, are... that, that's the big that's the big thing here is that we now have <laughs> so much to go on, and there there is some problems with it, which we can touch on, but. There is now a perfect reason, absolutely amazing reason to bring in the X-Men, to bring in Deadpool, to bring in the Fantastic Four. This did it so well that I'm really amazed by how they did this because it it makes perfect sense. And I I was very curious how they were going to do it. And uh, this just allows for these other universes that <laughs> should have been in there from the beginning, but because of business and how everything works, it couldn't be. And they've adapted. And I I want to know what Anne's thinking these days over at DC. Uh, because guess what? Marvel likes money, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I would actually argue that DC is missing a golden opportunity to capitalize on what Marvel is at their most vulnerable uh, be, because I mean, we're, we are essentially going through a, a line change right now, a, a shift, a changing of the guard with, with things, you know, and there, there are a lot of fans out there. I, I do not stand alone, but you know, the yeah. fact that we are, we're down a captain America, we're down an iron man. Uh, you, you know, and and other characters that could be stepping away. Uh, rumors that Peter Parker might not be long to be Spider-Man, and 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 things of that nature. Definitely, a a shift in who the major players are 
in in the MCU and in these movies. And so there's an opportunity for for DC. Perhaps you know we're down Thor. Uh, you know I think Chris Hemsworth's probably going to be moving on from that role. Uh, and so I think that there <laughs> there would have been or would be an opportunity for DC to capitalize, but they can't really get their stuff together uh, over there. So there there's a, there's a missed opportunity. I, I will say this that yes, this show is definitely a mechanism big time on where Marvel is going for the next several years in their films. I don't like the delivery or, or the, the apparatus and how, how they did it, I think was painfully stupid, uh, poorly written, tedious to watch, unfulfilling. And uh, yeah, it just a big disappointment. This, this show held a lot of promise for me. Uh, but but I do agree with you that at the very least, this is where the MCU is going. It's going to, if for better or worse, th- this is where it's taking us, is from this show. It's like the Scarecrow in Dark Knight. You know, I said it would take you places. I never said it would be places you wanted to go. And, gotcha. and Scarecrow was so good. And that's, and that's where we're at right now uh, with this. And it, then, uh, go but- ahead. You're you're worried about Captain America, Thor. And I'm yes, not worried. Not I, I, I I am a. You, I am you like want Ken, them to be involved. Then Wananabe in his inception. I'm an old man filled with regret, waiting to die alone. <laughs> it's wishing that it, I hadn't watched anything it, past Endgame. That's why this move is so picture perfect, though. Because if they see something going off the rails just a little bit, they have. All the reason now sure. to bring somebody in. They could save it like that. It a little snap, it, a little snap with the snap, and <laughs> and that you couldn't do that with Thanos Infinity War Endgame. Here he could. You sure he could. Bit. He has yeah, the reality. You could, you, you, you could with the, you could with the car. So, yeah. Sorry that that's a paperweight in your world, fuckface. <laughs> but in mine, they still have meaning. But the, well, now that you, I mean, that's where we're kind of at, though. Is where this is actually bad, and I will say that, is that now we're getting into comic book realm, is deeply, whereas I, there is very, it's very hard pressed now to, I think we're, and I'm, we're going to talk about this with Black Widow later, is that it's hard to feel anything now. There's not a whole lot of weight because it, it, people can come back anytime. There's going to be multiverses. People are, it, it, there's no, death means nothing. Sure. And, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go with that. And they did that in this show immediately with Mobius and Loki. And then they tried to act like that the emotion was, was earned when they're hugging it out and when they're calling each other friends. And then in this episode, with the kiss, which we'll get to in a few minutes, and and Loki just being a sad panda, like n- none of that emotion is earned. But th- listen, the, the the MCU didn't need a a time stream break to to render death meaningless, and comic books hasn't needed a, a timeline break to render death meaningless. I mean, I mean that that's that's throughout the history of comic books. That's why there's that phrase, you right. know, nobody stays dead in comics. Except yeah. Gwen Stacy, Uncle Ben, you know. Bucky, all the, all those folks, any, you know, all three of those have been broken at this point, uh, in in various fashions. But so 
I mean, but in the MCU, look at look at the Avengers. I mean, Agent Coulson. Uh, Davis is getting in and out delivered. Uh, but uh, Agent Coulson. Yeah, a- Agent Coulson in in the Avengers. I mean, they undid that immediately in Agents of Shit. So they didn't need this excuse to do that. I do no. get. I do understand your point that they can retcon anything away with with this timeline stuff now. And, you know, that's if you don't think that by the end of this next phase or phases isn't going to be a massive crutch for the MCU. You know, I I mean, I I, I just got to believe that they they're going to lean on that. They're going to lean on this hard because it's there's so much that they can do now with their stories. I don't think they want this phase to last long from what I've read, from what I've heard from Kevin Feige. Uh, It's just because he does, he did say that he wants it to be a little bit more quicker than how Thanos came along. I, I just don't buy it though, because there's so much opportunity for them to do so much in, in this phase because anything is possible. They can do the what ifs, uh, the, anything because there's it's a it's a multiverse yeah you could say it it belongs here it belongs there there's no canon there's canon in each multiverse but there's not terrifying thought yeah no it, it it is a little bit and it's it's worrisome because that i i just don't know how much weight these movies are gonna hold moving forward i i yeah I think in the propensity for for fanfic style writing, I think it is more dangerous now with going into something like this. Uh, I, I think the the leaning heavily into you know per, people's pet project or pet characters that were you know you know a couple of throwaway panels like Bat Cow or something like that, and I know that's DC. Or for me, my my unabashed love for uh, Batroc the Leaper. Uh, it, you know, God forbid they give him his own movie. Like, what if Patrock became Captain France or something? No. You know? So, I'm just, actually, you know, now that I think about it, I got a script for Kevin Feige. Uh, no. Uh, so, yeah, th- th- that is worrisome. But this this episode itself, to me, was a... I don't know if I could say it's a massive letdown because the whole season was, but I, I guess an expected letdown <laughs> was this episode. And I want to start with Kang because what a massive just underwhelming portrayal that was that's your Kang the guy just prancing around like a ninny the whole episode no thank you uh 100% disagree uh it I think well one he I do think uh what's his name majors Jonathan majors I believe Jonathan majors thank you um of the I, canceled I, I Lovecraft Country fan. Yeah. Not not a yeah. fan of that show, but I do think yeah. he's a good I do think he is a, a very good he actor. He 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 was the best part of the lipstick on that pig for sure. <laughs> and I I think Marvel has a diamond before it's been found here because he is a very good actor and he hasn't won that many awards yet or any and I think going to um well, this quick tank portrayal ain't going to get him for him. Let me I, tell you. Well, I, I think he just has a wide array of acting that he could portray. And with what they're doing with this Kang, 
I think he's going to be all these different versions. And what they portrayed in this one was a Kang that was middle of the road Kang. He wasn't mm-hmm. super evil. He wasn't super good. He had to do a lot of bad and some good to be where he is. And he's been there for thousands of years, if a millennia. Um, I don't know how long because they didn't say, but if you're going by the comic books, he's been there for 7,000 years. And if that's the case, or even longer, shorter, it doesn't matter. You've been alone for that long. You've been you've been conquering. You've been the ruler for that long. You've been alone. And guess what? I'm tired of it. I'm bored. I'm going a little bit cuckoo. Yeah, what, that, what, what, a, what, a, what, what a terrible reason for abdicating. I'm bored. That's – what? No. Why, I'm, why not? I'm over it. Be, because this is the finale of the season, and this is the big bad that we've been chasing the entire season, Davis. It's just, I'm bored. You guys do it. And he's just laughing and giggling and eating an apple. Because it's something that he doesn't know. Loki is the difference of the timeline. This is the, the difference maker that he doesn't know what's going to happen now. Yeah, I, and, I yeah, I I could follow along. I'm telling yeah, you that, yeah. <laughs> that, that, he, that his reasoning for being like that he's tired of it and that he's that he's getting too old for this shit doesn't hold any water in terms of a compelling narrative of your season finale for your fucking show. This is the variant of Kang that you're choosing to give us. Is is this one that that's bored with doing anything and lets Karen Loki straight up stab him? That that's what you're going to do in your season finale. But this has been done. It's been done again and again. Karen's been doing. Karen Sylvie's been doing this, and yeah, this I, is now a new Kang. And yes, it's one of this is the one of this cycle that's happening. And I, I think this Kang makes a lot of sense to me. And what, but what we're going to get is going to be more evil, more conqueror. Sure. And it's not going to be what we just saw. It's going to be very different. And I hope everybody understands that. That that's not that's not how Kang's going to be. He's going to be ph- philosophical, but it's he's going to be a bad bad man. Uh, yeah, I I understand that the the Kangs that we are going to get. In, in future iterations are going to be much more malevolent and everything like that. But he's still the big bad of, of this show of, of this season. He even says, we're all villains here. Yep. Uh, they should be. <laughs> they are. They're not treated like it. Uh, I, I just, I, I can't get behind the portrayal. It was way too goofy, way too hokey for me. I, I, I understand the, the sort of desire that, uh, you know, maybe this was the best possible Kang that we could have gotten, you know, managing the timelines or whatever, or certainly one of the, the better versions, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But still for an introduction of what will be the next uh, Thanos of, of the MCU, uh, incredibly underwhelming and it, very disappointing. But he did give me the mantra of this episode and this show in general. When he says, not what you were expecting, don't tell me I'm a disappointment. Perfect. You absolutely are. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's just. It's almost it, like they knew. Or he certainly knew because he's seen it all. Everything up until five minutes of Karen Loki and Loki appearing. 
it's such a different take on a big bad though like if this is what we're getting it's like you know we've we were built up on thanos for a decade and it was menacing it was and it was power thoughtful power where this is more i feel like philosophical strategy power i guess and so it's just different and i i I think i mean when when those scenes happen with kang i was i was very worried for people like i was actually worried for the mcu like that i because because of how how much he knows how much he can do how much his alternate his variants are going to do and how much they're going to have to go through to to defeat him moving forward i uh, it didn't seem like he was worried about it a bit you know it's just going to happen again i'll get here doesn't matter yeah i i didn't get any menace or any any of that really and that and that's a problem for me especially when you have uh sad panda loki going going back to whatever alternate timeline he was sent to and and shrieking about how terrifying that this person was uh, when there there was there was no terror a- at all in his portrayal i also hated how he looked too it just was completely nah i don't know Did- i think i mean it was it was definitely off his immortus look I will, uh, I will give them that. They went pretty close to that. Um, but with Loki, I, I think that holds weight, though, because of how terrified he is of somebody and what we know of Loki. Um, I don't think it means that much of who he's talking to and who he's telling, but of just that he is responding that way. He knows that he was not lying. He knows that that wasn't a show. Like this is gonna, this is gonna be bad. He recognized the the confidence because as somebody that sort of has careered on lying and bluffing and tricking, that he realized that person was speaking the truth. I I, I get that would be would have carried more weight if the Loki we actually got in this show was that Loki that had sort of careered on being you know a a trickster tactician and able to plan and and lie and bluff. But that's not the Loki we got in this show uh, at all. So that doesn't that doesn't really hold hold water there. But but you know I I get what you're what you're saying um and then we got like the oh my god tim burton plan of the apes ending with the statue and you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) i i I love that and because you know how much i love the original plan of the apes it's yeah the original homage for sure um Hey, what about the 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 Mark the Marky Mark the? That's why I the said the Tim Burton one. That's that's no. why I inv- that's why I invoked <laughs> that one. <laughs> the Abe Ape Lincoln. Uh, yeah, no, it's just like that. Uh, no. <laughs> it it was great. Uh, that was definitely a nice little homage to that. And but th- that felt menacing too. Like I was like, yeah, okay, whew, okay, we're we're getting a little something here. There's a nice little tease for what's coming. Kang conquers coming, so. I hope I hope he I hope he's better than the Kang we got in this show. We he that, will be. I have no doubt with that. It, it's just I, I think there was now I, I I think he was playing a character um, a variant of that that has been tired of everything. <laughs> he's done. He he conquered everything. He did what he needed to do. And it's just such a weak like, season finale. I. 
I don't God, agree. Especially with, <laughs> with just everything that, that we have and, wasted with this show. And I think I think it's mostly I feel that way so heavily because of how much it means now for the next ten years of movies, probably. God, what a terrifying! See now, now that is terrifying. Menacing, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's horrifying to think that we're gonna have to deal with this shit for ten years. I, I think we got five. I think they'll go five years with this phase. Yeah, they I won't mean, go as long. They they'll need to push something else. They're gonna go quick, and I, I think they're gonna going to realize also that um that they're kind of banking on characters right now that aren't hitting and so they might need to move it along a little bit quicker than what they're currently planning i i mean i i was in the announcements before before the disney plus shows hit i was very excited for doctor strange and the multiverse of madness after the disney plus shows i am way less excited and i i feel like doctor strange is going to be a sort of just cameo cameoing in his own movie, it sounds like, with so many of the the rumors that of, of stuff they're going to be trying to sort of fit into that and everything. And, you know, that bums me out because I, I really like Doctor Strange and I enjoyed the first movie a great deal. And I think uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was a was a great call to play Doctor Strange. So and in this one, do you think he's just going to kill be killing a bunch of Kangs instead of a bunch of Dormammu's? <laughs> Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Gang, uh, <laughs> I've come for your head. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what, what they're going to do, but I mean, we know that Kang is going to be in the next Ant-Man and Wasp movie, uh, the Quantum Mania one and, and everything like Fun. that. Yeah. I mean, it's a stupid-ass title, but... I, sorry, I don't want Ant-Man. I <laughs> just don't. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed both movies, you know, to varying both? degrees. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that they were perfect by any you? stretch. Too much. Yeah. See, that's that's the canard and the just absolute BS thing that like somehow I've always hated the MCU. Uh, I, I just think that this this show is a and what we'll talk about later with Black Widow is is a prime example that there just has been a tonal shift uh, in the MCU. Some of it's been gradual. Some of it has been sharp turns, and it's just it's they are not being made the you know with the same tone the same thoughtfulness to storytelling as much as they want to shoehorn in their signature comedy and just their reliance on that and punctuating every scene with a joke and undermining their own characters and their own story like they've done in loki with the infinity stones and with karen loki last episode saying oh yeah super believable and stuff like that i just I don't I don't go to laugh and I don't go to laugh at it. You know, I'm a comic book fan. I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a DC fan. I'm a fan of these characters and, and I and I don't go for them to be sort of laughed at. You know, like a, a a one-liner here and there is fine. Everything has its time and place. But if if you're telling me that tonally both the humor and just their storytelling if those if you don't think that those beats have changed in the MCU I, I don't know what to tell you. Rewatch, go rewatch uh, Winter Soldier. Go rewatch Iron Man One. Rewatch the first Avengers movie. There are elements of all of that in there, and they're not perfect either. But the the quality to me, light years, light years ahead of of what they were doing there. I just I look at this Loki series, and not once did I feel like we had the sort of Machiavellian 
trickster Norse god of mischief in this show. They they said that they plucked a character moments after he took on the entire Avengers. Uh, and all we got was this sniveling little weakling worm that was just completely reliant on the on those around him and, and wasn't at all this this bastion of MCU villainry that he's been propped up to be for years. And then that's what I take away from the, from this Loki show was that it was just a chipping away at, at what has been sort of part of the MCU legacy. Everybody espoused just how great a villain Loki was and what a great character. This show undid so much of that with just a terrible portrayal. He carried himself completely differently, how he spoke, how he acted, uh, his, his inability to, be that Machiavellian god of mischief. It was awful. I gotta say, I I agree and partially, however, I do believe that they broke him down to what he became in a reasonable way. How? He comes from New York. His all of his power is stemming from one of one of the stones. All, all of his power, powers don't stem from the stones. But what he was basing ta- his takeover on. Sure, was. that was that that was a part of it. But remember, he gave up his staff to the Avengers and willfully got caught. He when he was in the he still has powers be, beyond the Infinity Stone. He's Loki. He's an Asgardian for for crying out loud. He's super strong. It's got great, you know, reflexes and all and all that all that crazy stuff. Durability. He's a, he's a supervillain for crying out loud. He's got a, he's got the whole gamut. But if his magic doesn't work somewhere, yeah, okay. But the, does that? But he at times during the show, for the vast majority of the show, had the ability to use his powers. Some of it, not not in the TVA where he was at the very beginning. At the first they... episode, yes, and right. then in episode two, he escaped. He escaped. And, and and if you go back to our talking about the show, I thought episode two was probably the peak of it, and it was downhill after that. But by episode two, when he could, he has been broken. How is he broken? When they say that these things are paperweights, everything that he knows <sighs> is all powerful. What is there? First of all, you're going to use the paperweight argument as a positive. I, for his compl- character development com- in this? Yes. It's completely dumping on everything that had come before. It It is it is chopping off your nose despite your face. It, it is a, this lazy writer technique that in order for our big bad to be looked at as menacing and powerful, we have to completely bury what came before it as just child's play. In order for us to make this big bad for you to care about him, we have to make you believe there's something more. It doesn't necessarily have to be more powerful. Why it can't it be a side? Why? But it, but also, it's bad storytelling to then undermine what you just spent ten years telling me was powerful, and that they're just paperweights. Why can't this just be another thing that is also powerful? They didn't get involved because. That's just the way it was supposed to be in the timeline there. You know, like I would watch a Captain America movie where he takes on the Serpent Society, even though I watch Captain America go toe to toe with Thanos. Not everything has to get leveled up because eventually you run out of places to go. 
Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom would be a vastly greater and more entertaining villain for me to watch than Galactus. Even though Galactus oh, is the eater of 100%. worlds and more powerful, but Galactus is more powerful. That must mean better. Must mean more investment from the fans. More fear. Absolutely not. But I think that's the good thing about Kang, is that he does have. That I would rather very... have Doctor Doom than Kang. I won't argue that. I think that's a good point. I mean, uh, I, and I think they could go there in the next phase, and it would be a very good move. And just to prove that you don't have to go bigger, more powerful. Um, but if you get good writing, good, <clears throat> you know, if you can bring that into it and get a, finally a good Dr. Doom, that'd be much better than a Galactus or something like that. Yeah, you know, I guess my, but that's my overall point is that the, the but idea I think of, Kang of can be that. trivializing the Infinity Stones to try and pump up a lesser known character and a lesser known organization that is the TVA is a very short-sighted, very lazy, uh, very just piss poor move by the writers. It's bad storytelling and it, and it undermines, it undermines the journey that we all went on as fans that, through Endgame. you know, which, which I still hold, you know, very dear in my heart with all of you nerds. I was just reminiscing the other day about the Avengers movie Don't you marathon. Try to bring them the into first this. one. Oh, absolutely. Don't you try to bring them into this. Don't try to get. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there with you, everyone. I was. I like. I everything was with there you. with you. He hated it all. I didn't hate it all. I loved it. I, you're the one that was <laughs> crapping on Captain America. Well, yeah, he's. He's terrible. It's bad writing. Yeah, because you no, absolutely not. Go back and watch the first Avenger movie. I mean, Captain I America. I did three days ago. Tremendous. I did. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. You're an idiot. You're an absolute clown shoe. Yeah, go ahead. Speak. Speak on that. So you hate the first Avenger, but you love this Loki show. What an absolute no. ass hat you are. I absolutely. I actually put these on the same level. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I, so I, I didn't hate it. I gave it like a seventy percent. <laughs> uh, so the how about the kiss, Davis? How about the big emotional kiss? And how about the really after all this time? That's what you think of me after all this time? What time? <laughs> a millennia, right? I don't know how long they were. No, Loki and Karen, Loki. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but they're traveling in between. Who cares? Time, you know? I know, bitch. I know. <laughs> that is stupid. It's been like three days. Give uh, me a break after all this coming, time. Coming, after all this time. I'm sorry. That's coming from a man that guy. falls in love in 48 hours, you should know better. <laughs> I react appropriately. <laughs> and, you should know, know is, better. You. Is, <laughs> listen. Impu like low blow impugning the one single uh, guy on the show no you know? hey i love you my buddy I, but uh i, I, I wouldn't you fall do hard that. i wouldn't you do yeah. fall you fall hard I'm not just as hard man. as loki I'm not you're you're loki that's what we're doing you're a loki now well i mean i would dabble with jeff i will grant you that <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you as well i assume uh but no uh i'm not a super villain it's completely after all this time and then a kiss, big Indiana Jones swell of music and everything like that. And then off you go to the, the parallel universe and I'm going to kill shitty Kang. Which which is very ironic, I was realizing, 
and I was reading uh, that they've switched now once she did that. And they've realized what just happened is that she can no longer, um, uh, no, he can no longer trust anyone. And they just kind of yeah, switched just from what sitting there. <laughs> but they, but they, they've completely switched now. Nobody was crying. He was when he was sitting there like a uh, bitch. He was, he was, was gauging it all. Super villain. He wasn't. He knows it. <laughs> it was awful. Complete crap. <laughs> I will say, I I felt nothing with the kiss. I'm like, nah. I'm good. Yeah, I don't well, need. I, mean, I don't, I don't need so, this. So good for you. You're not into like no. var- variant cest, whatever sort of weird. No, no, no. I'm definitely down for that. Okay. That that's a that's a new probably favorite online now that people will probably be looking for that quite heavily. I would assume. Yeah. Uh, but, Wait for the know, Loki porn parody, folks. I bet you will have better writing than the Disney Plus. But series. you're me in the opposite gender. I can't do this. This is wrong. So you'll get a lot and then, of that. And then, like, Karen on. Loki gets stuck in a washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's. I, I, I didn't feel much for that. But I, I did like the majority of the dialogue with Kang in that scene and I yeah and, and that's going to be one of those agree to disagree things i thought him hopping around like a boob was stupid but if you like it that's fine yeah loved it this his first words this is wild wow wild he who he remains was, that's creepy i like he it. was he was channeling his own wilson he was you know they were on set together like, yeah, hey, osmosis how, how do you do every role you do because i just need this for this one king role and then i'll go real so, well, you, like Owen Wilson, like every time before the camera start rolling, I break my nose again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Black Widow style, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, which we'll get to. Nice tease ahead there. <laughs> oh, let's see. Anything else that we, that we need to need to hit on here? Oh, uh, in terms of also just not feeling it, like the the side characters in this show, like no matter. I think we can all agree, even though I think Karen Loki was completely underwhelming. There's no doubt that, you know, her and variant Loki are the leads or our Loki, I suppose. Uh, Mobius and Renslayer's little interplay felt zero this episode. Even how he returned was just like, it's like, surprise, I'm back. One man's voids, another person's piece of cake. Yeah. Well, one man's great show is another Disney plus piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, his, his line's fell pretty bad and uh, inter- I, I, inter- I'm talking I, about the interaction between the two characters, the relationship no, I, that we are supposed to buy into yeah, no I, I get that they, were, they, yeah. they tried to build that up a bit and it just and they it, failed, it, it, it just they failed yeah. yes, they work. failed oh, I, 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 are we supposed to care about him uh, standing with Officer Fatty too at the end, no, nobody cares <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't bring back a gut the fish guy Thank Ooh. God they didn't, by the way. The guy in the first episode, he's like, what's a fish? <laughs> yeah. I thought they were going to lean on him all season. So Dude, I did too. So, you know, thank my lucky <laughs> it was stars just, that they did It was just that. we got Miss Minutes. And, oh, my. When, <laughs> when she was in the Citadel at the end, 
I was like, oh god, please, please don't tell me she's somehow the big bad. Please don't be, please don't do that. I'll never well, hear the end of it. Was. From... I mean, she was the agent no. of, of Pan. No, I, I know, but I was like, oh god, I will never hear the end of this from Jane. I cannot, I can't back I, I can't, I can't defend the show anymore if she is somehow the big bad. Oh, I love it. I have. I, uh, well, you know, it's funny. Miss Minutes, which, by the way, for, in, in terms of visual effects and everything like that, I love Miss Minutes. And, I, and okay. I've been consistent about that. I did not need her popping up at this very serious sit-on meal. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the end of time. I, I don't know. Just because they even ruined Miss Minutes for me by the end of this show. They only had <laughs> six episodes to do it. I loved her last line, though. It was, you know, we, I think it was, they said, uh, Sylvia or Loki said, you know, no, we Karen control Loki, our, please. Karen Loki, uh, we control our free will. And she goes, well, good luck with that. And just goes, dissipates away, the door opens, and how it was delivered, it was just perfect. No. It just was just ominous. And <laughs> yeah, ominous from a Roger Rabbit clock character. Uh, yeah, you're you're talking to a guy that loves Roger Rabbit. I love Roger loves Rabbit Jurassic, too. Loves Jurassic Park, and it so was just do combo, I. Yes, combo yes. of those two. Yeah, I, yeah, I I'm consistent about talking about how I like Miss Minutes, and as much as I hate this show, whatever Comic Con exclusive Miss Minutes little desk paperweight whatever they're gonna make, I'm kind of tempted to get it. I like Miss Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I can take away from this is show there, is, is there a Comic Con at Home toy coming out next week, Miss Minutes? Uh, maybe. maybe I don't know. The dumpster fire toy apparently was a Loki exclusive, and we didn't even know it. Uh, but season two, let's let's wrap things up here. Uh, season two, your thoughts, feelings, emotions, expectations. I think you are going to be. This is my prediction. Well, don't don't fucking no, go for this me. Is, no, it's my prediction. This is my prediction. I'm going to. I watching. think. I think you are going to turn around in season two because i think they are going to focus as loki as the protagonist here and we we are going to get a more i want uh, loki as my antagonist well no no no, no. you're, you're <laughs> gonna get your anti-hero <laughs> to me, see and i guess this is where i'll let you finish but i like loki as a villain but continue yeah no you're gonna get your anti-hero protagonist more so in season two i think because this was it was more focused on a Karen Sylvie story. Karen Loki. Yeah. Karen Loki. So mm-hmm. but I, I, I think season two is gonna be much different. I think it's gonna be much more anti hero Loki focused. God, I really so. wish that Miss Minutes was the big bad. I would love for you <laughs> to fucking tuck tail and come in here tonight. Talking about eating crow, that that would do it. God, you'd be eating something worse than crow, my friend. Let me tell you. <laughs> tell I, w- I, I wouldn't have showed up. I wouldn't have showed up tonight. I can tell you David, that much. You're just, you're just not on the show ever again. I'm well, sick. That means, that means the end of Loki because we're the only two ones that watch it on the show. <laughs> yeah. And again, I do it for you, Nerdosphere, so you don't have to. Don't watch the show. It's crap. He does it so he can shit on all of you that like it. No, that's not why I do. Yeah, and I, I, I love, I love that. Too. I've been told by multiple people, let people enjoy things. I do, but you're listening to this show, and I fucking did it. <laughs> I watched it for you, and I endured. Yeah, look, see, yeah. bullshit. 
I made it through. I waded through the muck and mire so you didn't have to. Don't watch. That's why. That's why shit. he's so angry. Everyone is because he does watch this stuff for you. I do. I suffer. I suffer for you, Neurosphere, and you reward me with your ire. He thinks he's like this nerd Jesus over here going, (laughs) like, sacrificing for you all. Please, John the Baptist, please. (laughs) Uh, All right, where do you rank it amongst your Disney Plus shows? Let's let's rank the three that we've gotten so far. WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki. And, And for me... It goes in release order. It has been a trundle down uh, since it started. WandaVision, I had you know next to no expectations for. They did a great job marketing wise, you know, sort of peaking my interest and everything. And look, I grew up on Nick at Night, so I love those sitcoms and I enjoyed talking about them on this show. Uh, and in spite of WandaVision's flaws. Uh, I still think it easily holds up as the best of the Disney Plus series. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, in spite of the fact uh, that we had to see the Falcon get denied a bank loan and other, you know, story elements and certain wastes of characters and uh, unnecessary changing of characters. And yes, a boring story. Nothing tops the more boring story of Loki and the saga of Karen Loki, uh, though. So, yeah, I would put Loki at the bottom, even though the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale was hilariously bad. Uh, Loki overall as a show wasted my time way more. And I also have way more invested in a show about two actual superheroes, the Falcon and the winter soldier, who I happen to love dearly uh, than I do about a supervillain. That's now just sad. Do do you care about where it's going now? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't. I yeah. I wish I had stopped like with, I wish I had stopped with Endgame. <laughs> I I had the perfect out, but I came Ugh. back for the Nerdosphere and I felt a sense a, a wrong sense of responsibility to review it on this show. <laughs> All right. I mean also well... what the fuck else are we going to talk about? <laughs> 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 we God. got stuff. We got, we, we, got... Got do, we got do this every week, man. <laughs> uh, we got we got so much in the and half the time I'm staring the down can. the gun barrel of it just being me. <laughs> so <laughs> nah, I got you, bro. I know you do. And that's, uh, that's unless it, that's unless your best quality. Unless it's Miss Minutes is the bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I ain't gonna be there. Um no, so yeah, no, I would okay, well. I'm going to start from the bottom and that is Falcon and Winter Soldier. It just, it was boring. (laughs) I just couldn't care. I mean, that's all brand for your hatred of America. Yeah, (laughs) no, that fits pretty well. Yeah. Uh, And I, and I really wanted to like it because God is Winter Soldier, a cool looking character. Um, it's a great character. Sebastian Stan did a great job. Anthony Mackie did a great job. Just everything else around them was a total waste. They're both great actors, and they yeah. both play the characters incredibly well. But when you just don't get anything to work with, you can't, you just can't bring it up more. So that's gonna be last for me. Uh, and ooh, this is this is tough. And I, I I think I am actually, I'm going going to go with the overall quality ahead of kind of the hype. And the hit and miss of Loki. So uh, I enjoyed WandaVision through and through. 
not not a down episode in my book. I love the visuals. I love the writing. I love the characters. Um, I think the bad was, you know, was okay. Um, and I thought there was going to be a little bit more of an end to it that would mean a little bit more to the Marvel Universe. We didn't get that. Yeah, it was but, kind of just masturbation. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> it was good. It, that was the thing. It was just good. And so I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I, WandaVision will get the number one spot. And I think uh, Loki had a couple down episodes. I, th- <laughs> I think there was a couple good characters. But the ending Ooh. really, really held a lot of weight for me. Five, episode no, five. Not, count, not counting Miss Minutes. Tell me the characters you liked. Not counting Miss Minutes. That were, were new. good characters. I like Owen Wilson. Ooh. I like Mobius. I like Loki. I like all the variants of Loki. You like Karen Loki? I did Your piece of not shit. have a huge. You called her a wet fan. blanket in Discord. <laughs> come I clean. Did. You come correct right here. That's slash Discord. Yeah, this episode, she was kind of a wet blanket. So This uh, episode? I, yeah. No, and I, liked her, I liked her in five Ugh. and four, I think. Um, very confident. Wow. Miss Minutes. I told you you can't count Miss Minutes. Nah, that's good, bro. And can't bullshit, like bro. All right. I and, and and the jury, the jury is still out on the judge. Uh, in this a show, Renslayer? No, the yeah. jury is definitely out. No, she's been no, weighed. I, he has been measured, and she's no. been found wanting. Uh, I think I think she's gonna pull it through in the future. No. More such a boring character boring interplay didn't care about her relationship with mobius at all because they didn't do anything to develop it no and she was very one-dimensional about you know this is the way it is this is who we are you know this is you know maybe maybe if if red slayer was going with her uh, with owen wilson mobius on these missions and you know we were getting more dynamic between them you know uh something called character development and you know plot and story you know, maybe we would have cared when she pruned, had him pruned, and maybe we would have cared a little bit more in this finale. But they didn't do any of that. Yeah. Not a bit. No. Not a bit. Anyway, <clears throat> I hope you've enjoyed this arc of reviewing Loki on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Should we still be around when season two rolls around? I might inject it back into my veins because I'm a glutton for punishment. And I like uh, I like bandying this about with Davis. I actually do have a lot of fun uh, with this. And I think it's good to represent both sides of the MCU fan base. Those that liked it when it was good, me, and those that are the sheep that like everything the MCU puts out like Davis. So I think that's those I think, that I think it's good to GameStop. have that. What? Those that invest in GameStop. I think yes. we're, I think those are the yeah. two well, levels. Let me tell you, Marvel ain't going to the moon. <laughs> so it's going straight in the shitter. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> and to wit, on the other side, we're going to be talking about my return to the theater, to the cinema, Black Widow on the other side in the Best Damn Nerd Show. Hey, everyone. Chris Seglia here, CEO of the Tenno Media Network. I would like to say thank you for checking out one of our podcasts, but we need your help. You can support Tenno in a multitude of ways. By going to our website and checking out our latest podcasts, by buying some sweet merch, 
joining our Discord, or getting early and exclusive access to all content via our Patreon. Your support means the world to us, and you can find everything on our website, www.10-o.gg. That's T-E-N-O.gg. Thank you again, and now, back to the show. It's the Microphone Alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, and when I'm not verbally super-kicking Last Jedi fans on the Best Damn Nerd Show or fantasy casting The Rock in another movie on the DLC, well, that's when I actually get to talk about wrestling. That's right. Come join me in the Wrestling War Room, where I take my mic to the mat and launch my hot takes about the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT. The Wrestling War Room. Which side are you on? It's me, Iron Sh- No, uh, Iron Nerd Minmaxer, Hanzo Gonzo, inviting you into Kitchen- No, 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 no. Uh, the Tenno Media Arena to see whose nerdiness will reign sup- No, no, we're gonna get sued. If you- Uh, will triumph a lot, Lee. Come check out all the battles on the Tenno Media Network Patreon, or you can just skip to the parts where Steve physically breaks something for no reason. See you there. What up, nerds? Loremaster Tim here. We're excited to be delivering your weekly fix of nerd culture, but it's not enough. We need your life force to sustain us. So use those hot little hands to subscribe, rate, and review us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or however you take your medicine. One of our favorite pastimes on the BDNS is reading fan mail on air. So sing us a song of hatred or love, and you may just hear your beautiful words being featured on an episode. That's why it's important, nay, essential, to rate and review us. Until then, as always, nerds, say it loud, say it proud. Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. James Kincaid alongside Professor Chris Davis. Just got done talking about the season finale of Loki. But now, let's talk about going to the movies. Yeah! Open one to the movies. Here we go. To the movies. Back to the cinema. <laughs> you know, it's been it's been a long time for me since this pandemic. Well, I actually was racking my brain trying to think of when the last time I went to a movie before the pandemic hit, and I'm not sure. It could have been Endgame. I don't know. Wow. Which came out first, Endgame or Joker? I don't I don't remember, but it's possible that it was one of those two. So I don't know how you did that. I mean, I was. I was going to the movies for a while now. Yeah, you were going all throughout the pandemic. <laughs> I was having a lovely time. Right. Ain't no breaking your stride, Davis. You know, kudos to you. I miss the movies though. And so oh, yeah. it, it it was it was good to go back. You know, we talked about on another uh, on a different Best Damn Nerd Show video on our YouTube channel, which, by the way, check out our YouTube channel, Best Damn Nerd Show. Uh, talking about Marvel's little propaganda video that they put out about returning to the movies and, and, and stuff like that. And I mean, it was it was a terrific piece of propaganda. And I love going to the movies. And as much of thing, as things are changing with, you know, the streaming services and stuff like that, there there's nothing like it. Uh, it, it doesn't compare Why, unless it, it, you have like even if you have the really sort of baller home theater set up and stuff like that, it's still no comparison. So no. 
I chose uh, Black Widow as my glorious return to the movies uh, because I'm borrowing somebody else's Disney Plus account and I didn't want to uh, have them pay for it. For this- <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but so that that's how I uh, chose to make my return and how I chose to view Black Widow, which we'll be getting into momentarily. Davis, how did you how did you take in uh, Black Widow? Well, I sure as hell wasn't going to go to the theater because guess what? I was not very hyped on this movie. <laughs> So that wasn't going to happen. Why do you hate everything? Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I'm not a big fan of Black Widow. And and honestly, yeah. after seeing a lot of this, uh, propaganda. Way, and if you want to cancel anyone from this show, Chris Davis is the one that body shamed Scarlett Johansson. She's a fatty. Ugh. Back I in the day. The- <laughs> not now because so she you has body inter- problems <laughs> so you weren't interested in going to the theater to see this no and i it, you know if i was going to go to the theater right now i'd go see uh quiet place 2 and see it in one of the smaller th- that's been out for a few weeks oh i i would really love to see that in theaters however um when it came to this i had to use a good old streaming service that i won't name and however i have a vpn and i love using a VPN because I like my security. I like my password. But apparently the streaming service I use does not allow your own VPN. They have their own VPN. And so I just went for it without a VPN. And uh, I'm hoping... I'm I'm hoping the mouse does not come for uh, your your Davis here. So, if I'm not on for a while, you might know why. Davis, they'll come for me before they come for you. Don't worry. (laughs) And, um, no, no, I was very distraught by that because I paid some good money for this VPN and I I gotta figure that out. But, that said, I I, I got it to work and I watched it and... uh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go indeed. Black Widow after, you know, the pandemic and the delays. By the way, you know, I'm jealous that you saw New Mutants in the theaters because if I had had my druthers, that would be the movie because that's a terrific movie. Yeah, and, and the visuals in that movie, uh, much better in the theater than close up on a TV screen. I will say that. Um, it, it just it just resonated better. I, I think that especially the demon there. Mm. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it watching it. What was it, on HBO Max now or something like that? Uh, but uh, I, I enjoyed watching it at home. But we're here to talk about Black Widow. Your overall thoughts on Black Widow before we dive into the details. Uh, it's uh, it's a lot of question to me as a, it's one word question. It's why. And I think it's a contract. They had one more movie with Scar. And they just said they wanted to do it. It's it, it, this this meant this held no water for me going into it. We know that she's already dead. However, with knowing how Loki ended that we just talked about, this could also mean something else if they wanted to. They could mm. they could have this go a lot of different ways. Uh, and so watching Loki first and then this, it actually maybe made it a little bit better in my eyes, but it's still it's still just a why. It it, it was just it was just meh. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. It was just a, a, a meh movie. Like it was kind of entertaining. There's some good stuff about it. We'll get into it. Uh, but overall it was just it 
like nobody's going to remember this movie ever. Well, well, that's that's I think a lot of the uh, MCU recency bias is that the newest one's always the best one until the next one comes out, and then when the next one comes out, everybody forgets about what just happened. Uh, so I, I definitely agree with you that this is uh, forgettable in that same factory fashion uh, that they have devolved into. Uh, the why I think was to it was sort of a make good I think to ScarJo almost yeah. uh, for the fact that this. Look, this is the sort of the first female-led superhero movie that Marvel should have done, whether it was Black Widow, not should, Captain it, Marvel. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, it, it's what it should. Yeah, it should have been. And so I think there's an element of that. I think would this have played better for you in terms of expectation and why, if it had come out where it fell in the timeline, which is directly after Civil War? Same movie. Same movie. No. But if if it was released after Civil War in chronology of of where it's happening, where I you mean, don't where you don't know that Black Widow is dead, you might give you might get a quarter star more from me. Okay. Maybe maybe it, 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 that's just where this movie fell. Spoiler I, just... alert, everyone! Black Widow dead. <laughs> she <laughs> she go. She doesn't die in this movie, although I will grant you that knowing knowing that from the get-go does, you know, even though I know they're not going to kill the character, but it just sucks any sort of drama uh, out yeah. of the room when, when and, you do it that way. And you do when you do that, uh, there's all these action scenes that are very big that I don't think need to be. When We'll get into this more, but there's huge action scenes in this movie. And for the character of black widow, I don't really want that. I want, I want the small espionage. I want the small, I want the spy work. That's what I want. And we started with that and we'll get, get there, but it just ended up being this big cinematic thing. And I I wish it wasn't. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you completely. I think that, this movie started off pretty strong, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty decent for sure. Uh, I, I liked the opening. I, I think that we could have dived way deeper into the red room and stuff like that. This, this movie, it, you're, you're right. It should be a tactical espionage <laughs> to borrow from Miracle Solid tactical espionage action <laughs> is, is what this movie should have Give been. Give her a cardboard box. Who cares? Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Move uh, but that's what this movie should have been. And there's a lot of different ways that they could have, could have gone with it as well here. And where, you know, it would, you'd have to fiddle with where you put this in the timeline of things, but certainly still doable. Uh, this should have been a black widow and winter soldier movie, you know, because those two characters are very similar mm. with, with their past and everything. You oh. could have had, you could have had that oh, and their, James, and their styles. Oh. <laughs> You're making you me melt. You could intertwine the two and what they're trying to take down. You know, they both are trying to regain their sense of self and control and, and things like that. And it, there's look, the Black Widow and Winter Soldier comic books that I read were were similar in that regard and, and played off very well. You know, those characters, you could do a Black Widow and Hawkeye movie uh, as well. And I, and I think yeah. that would have played even better in a certain sense, because in the MCU, Black Widow and Hawkeye had had so much to do with one another. Uh, you know, I know they revisit Budapest here in, in the movie, but if you could do that, if this is maybe even more of a prequel or what have you, 
with Black Widow and Clint and the whole Budapest mission and stuff like that. There's just there's a lot more meat that you could have done as as a movie with either of those two other characters in tow than what we got here, which just felt like one big retcon, which was uh, Florence Pugh's character, who I thought was the best part of the movie. I, I thought she stole the show in many respects uh, in an overall bad movie. But it's the Rogue One thing that I had a problem with if if those characters live. If you don't die, we would have heard of you. So why haven't we fucking heard of you before? Like that, it felt so shoehorned, retconned in that, that, that with that with her character though, it it didn't ring true because it, you know we'd never heard of her. Nat wouldn't have the Nat that we got in the MCU wouldn't really have done the stuff without her. You know, it's just it, it just didn't didn't ring true at all when you look at it in the the broader spectrum of what Black Widow has been in the MCU and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, also. You're, you're right. Once again, going to the sort of street level espionage violence that this movie should have been. It should have been dark. It should have been gritty. Uh, it should have been, you know, bloody at times. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, again, I don't go to laugh. And this this movie was quintessential. I don't go to laugh. There was so much awful MCU comedy overdrive in this. It, it's ridiculous. Way too much. It Especially, was, oh, go ahead. No, it, it was. This is one of the first times it was very jarring to me. Was that there were so many moments that could have held a lot of gravity, a lot of emotional gravity. That one more line, one more movement, even just would have been deeper. And would have felt more, but instead they just cap it off with a one-liner, and it's just like, oh, okay, um, that's where we are. And it, it just, it, it, it sucks because I, it's this character has so much potential with the espionage type. Like, if you want a Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne, uh, it, that's where we were in the first third of this movie. Yeah, that's where we were going, and I was like, "This is great! This is this is fantastic!" The opening was great. The credits, the music, the the tone, the the smaller scale action, the dialogue—that was all there, and they lost it so quick. <laughs> yeah, and and, and it and it turned into a a rehash of other MC, yeah. MCU movies, most notably yeah. Winter Soldier. There were some shot-for-shot shot lifts from, from Winter Soldier only uh, using Taskmaster, which, by the way, atrociously done Taskmaster. Just awful. Uh, and, and it's not just the gender bend. It's 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 the spoiler alert, everybody. Again, pause your zooms or other non-named MP3 playing devices. But it's the lack of impact from the reveal of who Taskmaster is. Hilariously bad. Uh, the the fact that it is not a character at all. This Taskmaster is closer to Bane from Batman and Robin than it is to Taskmaster in in the comics. It was it, it just a mindless like nothing. I will go Deadpool 
Oh, that's a great Wolverine. call. Yes, that's a great, Doesn't even, fantastic call. I mean, Deadpool is the mouth, so obviously he should be talking. So it's not as drastic as that. But guess what? Taskmaster needs to talk. He needs to quit. She, he, she needs to quit. Whatever. It's a uh, he, but... And, I and he I almost took on all of the Avengers in his first appearance, you know, yeah. took him, took him to task as it were, and was not able to do it. Uh, <laughs> no, this, this usage of taskmaster was, was, was terrible. Just what a waste. And I, in, in a point where I, I feel like we're beyond just attaching a name to a character just to say that that one is in the movie, you know, you could have been better than that. You know, invent another Ugh. character if you have yeah. to. Uh, the villains, the villains in this movie in general was a huge, huge weak point. And I, I don't think that I'm the only one that felt like Drakoff was just uh, communist Harvey Weinstein. Like that, that that's, that's what I was picking up the, the entire time as you know, he's barely in the movie. And then when they're in, in the office, like, is he going to start, you know, <laughs> asking her to watch? Like what's, like, what's going on here? Uh, heavy was, was not a fan. Heavy sex traffic vibes um, for sure. And that's which, what they were which I mean, it is, was... is fine. But uh, again, the the portrayal of him was borderline on out of date parody. Yeah. Uh, I, I well, know, we'll, we'll go, go no, it probably more. wasn't f- from when it was shot, though. Like mm. you know, eight years ago. This was not shot eight years ago. <laughs> no, I know it felt like it though. <laughs> <laughs> this was, was, was not shot eight years ago, and no, it doesn't make up for her being inexplicably blonde uh, to close out her Black Widow career, which is still stupid. Uh, but <laughs> just the, the way, way too much comedy, and I'm gl- I'm glad that you can t- you can sort of see the their need to punctuate a scene instead of letting you feel the emotion punching uh, punctuating a scene with a needless joke like look no further than any time the red guardian said almost anything or, or did anything when they're at the house and the people Dracov's people show up and it, it's comically the tranks going into him like yeah. right down to the sound effect and him going down like a log was awful he red guardian is one of the very worst on-screen characters in the history of the MCU. He was a just communist Homer Simpson in an MCU, and I love the Simpsons, but I didn't need Homer Simpson in my Black Widow movie whatsoever. And also, like, just the complete tonal whiplash, uh, to borrow a term from Mark Abrigo, of when we see him at the start of the movie versus how he's just a complete dullard when we rescue him from prison. Like, what was that? Is an entirely different person. Like, how, how how adept is he supposed to actually be? Because seriously, we, he's a complete buffoon. Yeah, because if he's if we're supposed to believe that he could go toe to toe at one point in his life, I, I granted granted he is older, he is fatter, um, but that he could go toe to toe with Captain America. Uh, but he was lying about that anyway. No, I know. I know, but let's just say yeah, like, that's what we're supposed to believe. No. Uh, Although they could be alluding to a 90s cap that was created or an 80s cap, too, which is kind of cool. Right. Which is, you know, also could be like the whole Loki thing now, you know, which is, okay, Ugh. maybe he fought him in that multiverse, you know. That's what I'm saying is like there's so much they could be saying now. Uh, but it's just I I wanted him to do so much more in this movie that I wanted him to actually 
have a real battle with Taskmaster. I wanted him to actually go and like, like actually do something, and it, he didn't do shit. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, and I, I, we talked a little bit about this off air, but I want, I want to also bring up again the the too much comedy syndrome, and also just the the tone and tenor of this movie because you're talking about the sex trafficking vibes. Yes, absolutely. And those vibes are there in the comic, too. What happens in the Red Room and the brainwashing and all that stuff, it's horrific. And it should be. And we should feel those things. And we should be mortified by them. However, in the but like no better example of how awful what happens to them is, is then when they are talking about forced hysterectomies, involuntary removal of a woman's reproductive organs and okay. in, in, and instead of that being a very dark very sad moment for us it, to sort of meditate on how awful this was and how ashamed uh red guardian should be of, of subjecting his surrogate daughters to this fate even though they weren't his real daughters i'm aware of that still it's horrific instead it is delivered in an extremely flippant comedic way by Florence Pugh and and Scarlett Johansson and uh, whatever his face from Stranger Things, Red it's, Guardian. It was terrible. I'm not offended, no. but I wouldn't blame people that were. I I it's actually just, <laughs> I had told you I I thought it was like <laughs> it was actually one of like the genuine moments. I was like awkward, just dying laughing because of. She just kept going, and that's <laughs> that's what my friends and I do. Is just like we'll, we'll draw it out and we'll see how long it takes you to just get disgusted. And I, to me, that is somebody dealing with tragedy in in a way You're giving that giving them way too much cope. credit. No, 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 no. possibly, am, but in a way that's co- that they can cope with it. Like this happens, like. Okay, yeah, no, this is this is how I can joke about this is how I get by. Uh, but I will but, say maybe Red Guardian should have acted a little bit more harshly towards that. So ex- but Mundo, ex- my friend, because in that her, case, her delivery was great though. But, it was awful. Was but great. let's say no, for the sake good. of argument, you're giving them way too much credit that that's how she's coping with it. That is it is the responsibility of the filmmaker, the scriptwriter, the actor, whomever. To in that moment, then it's like, yes, Red Guardian needs to have a much more serious reaction to that and be like, look, what was done to you was monstrous. Because make no mistake about it, that is a, a monstrous, vile act. And it but, just was completely destroyed by this MCU desire for one-liners and for pathetic grasps at laughs. Yeah, and they built that on themselves because what they built Red Guardian in to be. Because, right and he just doesn't understand the little nuances to that and then it's just like okay, how uh, he was a top level operative uh somehow undercover <laughs> for multiple years he undercover seemed, he seemed pretty he competent in the opening it looked like he was a scientist yeah absolutely and then that guy disappears fucks <laughs> off for the rest of the movie 21 years in prison might do that to uh you. rachel vice rachel weiss however you say her name mummy uh M- M- mommy widow the mummy. um yes the mummy but also the mommy Remember that movie? Widow. The yeah mummy? i do yeah it was fun the well maybe we'll one. talk about it sometime for it uh i prefer the <laughs> boris karloff original 
but <laughs> I digress. That's a whole different conversation for another time. Um, Rachel Weiss was fine. Good actress. I got a little bit of a problem with the fact that she's essentially responsible for the mind control that uh, all of the young black widows are under. Uh, she's torturing animals and there is no sort of moral redemption to her character other than she just decides to betray Drake off yet. There's no sort of acknowledgement of her sins that like that. That's a character that is, is, destined to do a redemptive sacrifice because she's borderline irredeemable for what she has done. And they, they which, address which none of they, that in the movie. Which I thought they did at one point <laughs> when she blew up the engine. No, that was that wasn't her. That was uh, Florence Pugh. No, 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 no. That was her. Oh, when she shut it down. When she was shutting yeah. it down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she but shut it down. Florence she Pugh's shot, the one that... She, she shot the the engine out when all when she was surrounded. So I thought she was like sacrificing herself. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yes. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then she lives. Lives. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Now that <laughs> that should have been the moment. Nothing. Nothing means anything here. <laughs> That's that should have been the moment because again, there's no arc with her where she shows remorse. It's just all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they oceans eleven us. I might just choke a pig out real quick. Don't worry about it. For real. <laughs> I was like, wait, stop choking a pig out, man. That did nothing to you. You It's absurd. So there's cute. there's no the there's pig. no redemption with her. She just changes sides. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I felt so much for that. I probably felt more for that pig than any character. That in this movie. that had the most <laughs> in the movie because that was the most fucked up thing that we saw because she's choking out a pig she cut off its oxygen with mind control which is absurd but, but I mean it's a comic book movie but that had the most tension yeah that's the character with no moral redemption whatsoever yep. so that, that was another issue that I had uh, other than it just being you know rip, ripping off Winter Soldier left and right right down to the crashing uh, station in the sky <laughs> You know, the, the air station in the sky was like, uh, I want cloud to city. It, I wanted <laughs> to turn it off at that point. I'm like, no, um, <laughs> really, this is where we're going. We're, we're doing this. We're, we're getting we're this doing ridiculous this. with it. <laughs> and I should have known just from watching the trailer, but uh, it <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like, give give me an espionage movie. You like <laughs> You have the perfect character for it. Get away from your Marvel bullshit. Where was this guy when we were talking about Loki? I love this no, guy. Just because <laughs> it makes sense with this character. Like I love Mission Impossible when I love the Jason Bourne, and you could have did that. You, you could have done both of those of... movies. You could. You could have. Yeah, absolutely right. And it's absolutely so, right it's so sad because she's such a she has such high potential for a, a great story and if i was yeah. to i i would be effing pissed man i'd be absolutely so because look she she toughed it out man she, she she you know she was a good soldier and she deserved better than this being her movie yeah you know and, and honestly the only reason this movie was made is for florence plue uh, Pew to be introduced in the next phase. That that yeah. was the only. I, I feel like you watch this movie; it holds nothing. In phase one, it meant nothing. You could 
not watch it, you could watch that last scene after the credits and be like, oh, okay, she she's in this now. That's what. We're how doing. about the how about the friend zoned arms dealer too? What a terrible like nothing character that was. But he's in the friend zone, man. Yeah, just it's stupid a... character though. <laughs> the, How about Taskmaster? The... Are we gonna are we gonna tackle? Yeah, that? yeah, Taskmaster. Which, by the way, I mean, you made a great point in terms of uh, comparing him to uh, Deadpool from Wolverine Origins. That's 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 a great comparison. That's what this character was. It was nothing like the comics or or video game. Uh, they could have done a way better job of the whole mimicry thing, uh, and and they just they just didn't. And the, the, also the so they're trying to rip off Winter Soldier, right? And it's like supposed to be Black Widow needs to save this character or whatever because it's Dracoff's blown up daughter that she blew up even though Dracoff was fine, but she got all messed up and makes no sense. But uh, there's no emotional attachment here because again, like the hashtag, it's all connected. A lot of times the emotion works because it is all connected and you're calling back to things from before and you're layering in emotion and, and things of that nature, which is why Endgame was so incredibly powerful emotionally. There's no emotional impact here with Taskmaster and Black Widow because this is the first we've gotten. We didn't it, we didn't even see Dracoff's daughter, but for like a half a second before she got blowed up. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but which, which is why if, if half this movie was a flashback to the Budapest mission and then half took place in the current timeline with with Nat and Clint or even just Nat and everything like that. I think I think the impact would have been much more there. But there was there, there was nothing for, for either of the villains for us to really care. They didn't do a good enough job. They should have shown more of the Red Room, more of the training, more of the brainwashing. More of that. What what did you think of Taskmaster other than it was just a shitty Deadpool? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 outside of the very first fight scene on the bridge, which I thought yeah, the was, lifted directly from Winter Soldier, a hundred percent. But I, I I will say like they did the mimicry, the kind of like mass like yeah tone tone that was that was cool, and they like I thought they could have stuck with that, and uh, the, uh, they didn't. <laughs> it just kind of went haywire from there. Like he, uh, Taskmaster was put in a cell for uh, the same move probably every widow does ever, and the first move they learn somehow got taken down and was put. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll let's just forget that. Um, and now they're on the ground after this crash. Do wait, and... hold on before you go to the crash. <laughs> The falling through the fucking sky fight was <laughs> so bad. Like you have you have henchmen that are falling to their deaths and still trying to shoot at the at the main character. <laughs> I mean, they must have gotten paid top dollar for that. My goodness, and just I'm, the, the, I'm the going obs- out on top. Dude, the absurdity of like we wait. <laughs> like I started. <laughs> laughing in the theater like this is, i guess mcu comedy at its best is we go through the whole dog and pony show of nat getting the parachute to uh florence Pugh's character uh lena or whatever her name is new black widow and and then just so comically flying through the air is here comes lame taskmaster so now this is the fight it was just so ridiculously stupid so bad 
And they get they get on the ground and she's not doing anything different. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something to this. She's gonna do something new. You know, she's gonna like take a different fighting stance, she's gonna do some but they don't even revisit that. <laughs> it's just <laughs> there's nothing to it. <laughs> They're just fighting. I'm like, wait. I, but I thought he was like this expert at what she does, and he's studied everything, so he knows. Oh, okay. Uh, no, but there was nothing. Uh, I thought there was going to be like some, like what they could have done was had that be like the facial reveal, and it's uh, it's actually the sister, and then oh. that's that's why she beat him because he was going off what he thought this person thought like compared to them. Yeah, it would have been very like Mission Impossible too. But... Yeah. But it's like <laughs> but like give me a fucking reason. Like this yeah. is like it, it meant nothing. Yeah. And it was just it was such a throwaway. Uh, and most of the action the last two thirds of the movie was green <laughs> screen. Uh it was just, it was Dude, so there, bad. There was just, Michael Bay would be so proud of this movie. There, would he? There, yeah, because there was just, there was, there was like back-to-back scenes where uh, Florence Pugh, Black Widow, big explosion behind her hero shot. And then same thing with ScarJo. Like there, there was so much of just needless explosions all over the place. The only, the only action and fight that I really thought was, was really good was this sort of Jason Bourne esque fight between black widow and Florence Pugh in Budapest in the apartment. That was, that was the best fight of the whole movie. Uh, That, that was, that was good. Uh, And, and I really do want to praise Florence Pugh because she did really well in this movie. She was, uh, she was a cool character, like retconned and shoehorned in, absolutely. But in a vacuum, in this movie, she was good. Yeah, and I, I will love to see what she does next in the. Interview. I will probably not, but I hope for the best for her. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this: I don't have high hopes for the storylines. I have uh, for her acting capabilities. It could, I think, it could only help whatever shitty movie they're writing for her. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of her. So I, I, I hope, I hope the best, uh, which fighting with my family, if you haven't seen it, it's very good. Uh, what's that? Uh, the, the horror movie in like Denmark, uh, Summerland, uh, midsummer, midsummer. Watch that. She's I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good. Fucking movie. bullshit ending. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, wrong. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a good movie, <laughs> but, but, but the, the level to which the divide along certain lines of how people see that ending and who deserved what, extremely telling. Extremely telling. <laughs> hey, this October, we're talking. <laughs> I'm down. I'm, I'm down. I want to talk about the dumbest line of the whole movie. And that is uh, with uh, Drakoff's character. And he's he's uh, James Bond villain giving his little spiel about everything. And this, I legitimately laughed out loud, started chuckling in the movie theater. <laughs> I heard some people behind me talk <laughs> about why I was laughing. But this fucking line was so awful. Uh, he's talking, unveiling his whole plan. And he says that he's going to take advantage of the one natural resource that the world has too much of. Yes, you already know. The one natural resource that the world has too much of. Little girls. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? MCU, you just wrote your greatest joke. That's a wrap. Call it. Holy Lord. It wasn't little girls. It was just girls. No, I think he said little girls. 
Because I got I got girl, strong man. Gigi vibes. Maurice Chevalier, thank heaven for little girls. So bad, dude. I was like, is is that why she watched she was watching the Bond movie in the beginning? Because they knew that they were gonna do that terrible dialogue at the end. I mean, I like the fact that she's watching a Bond movie. I would have gone with the Sean but Connery fit, one. But it, really, it really fit at the end. It's like, oh, for, for certain. I, I do. Why? I did like, and I want to give credit where credit is due, the callback to thanks for your cooperation. You know, like she did with uh, when Loki was a good villain in Avengers and and elsewhere i thought i thought that was good um i thought i thought overall scarjo is good I, I i just i wish she had a more glorious and not so inglorious end to her character with this this movie but yeah the one natural resource that the world has too much of mr bond little girls she she barely Comedy. felt like she barely even felt like a lead in her own movie though like that huh. that, that was the thing Wow! It's... Wait! Wow! Where? Where? Wow. That sounds familiar. Wow. Who? Who else? Maybe not. Didn't feel like a lead in his own show. It was leading to season. Loki. Wow. But it is. It is his own show because it's him. But as a mm, very. Good. As as a oh, no, no. She's terrifying. She's good. I suck. Anyway. <laughs> Little anyway. girls. Oh, God. The one, story, the one natural resource that we have too much of little girls also he was in the movie for like five total minutes yeah it was awful yeah i mean that and that's that makes a movie tough is when you're when you're a antagonist is somebody that needs to be hidden the whole movie it makes it hard. We could have been see the thing is he didn't need to because we could have been he seeing more to. of the indoctrination, more of what was going on in the red room, which by the way, I think is the most compelling part of what could have been the most compelling part of this story. Again, going back to the horrific atrocities atrocities that they are subjected to. Like that's that's where the heart of this film could come into it. That's where you get the buy-in from the audience, like, yo, like that like I might not have seen this character before, but this guy needs to be stopped. And how tragic what happened to Nat, how tragic what happened to Florence Pugh. They didn't hammer that home enough. Maybe show and, what and they, they were and, doing and they let, with and they let, out, they, let they let the the Goebbels to to Drakoff's Hitler off completely scot free. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah they did. <laughs> It's awful. <laughs> you know, just show a little bit of what they were doing to him, you know? So, yeah, that's why the montage thing at the beginning was good. Not <laughs> like that, Davis. Come on. God. For those of you only listening, Davis gave me a very, very creepy look. <laughs> huh? Didn't like it. Didn't like see. it. You got to see what uh, Florence was talking about. There. No, 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 no. Absolutely awful. Uh all right. Anything anything else to say? I mean, I think the worst part about this movie is absolutely Red Guardian, which sucks to say because I like Hopper. You know, yeah. and I expected better from him. It's it well, it's I don't think it's him. I think it's what it, they told him to do. Hard for me he, to separate at this point. No, nah, he's a good actor. And and He is Rachel, a good actor. Rachel Wise, honestly the the actors they have in this, it was good casting. It was just bad writing. It was yeah, what a waste of a good cast. Very well said. Yeah, because yes. uh, they they very well cast. They this is a great cast. Yeah, and they wrote the sh- they wrote them out of it. I also really enjoy seeing William Hurt as uh, Thunderbolt Ross. 
every, every time. I just I just enjoy him quite a bit. Reload. <laughs> so yeah, you know it's cool. it's always nice for him to pop up. Uh, but yeah, just ultimately a, a an inglorious end to Scarlett Johansson's tenure as the character of Black Widow. The post credit scene with Madam Hydra and Florence Pugh now going to be going after Clint Barton. Also, that was another scene. That's a perfect example of Marvel not letting you feel anything without punctuating with a joke because we have Florence Pugh weeping over Nat's grave and it's very sad and somber. And then uh, Elaine Bennis comes in to ruin it because <laughs> that's who she was. And that's who, that's who she was in that moment. She, I thought she was going to have like a big salad with her. A big salad. I thought she was going to be doing the little <laughs> kicks. Oh yeah, the her dance moves. That'd she would have be been there with her, but she stopped for Jujubees on the way to the uh, the gravesite. <laughs> you know what I wanted actually in that last scene, and I thought we were gonna get. I really did. Like I, I thought I was like, I'm, I'm reading into this because it seems too obvious. Is that she whistled, she put her head on the grave, or yeah, 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 gravestone, and I thought we'd hear a whistle. Yeah, and that would make so many questions and so so much behind what could be with what just happened in loki and all this and it, it sometimes just, dead is better they failed <laughs> they just failed everywhere <laughs> but you're, you're right i mean this movie essentially the only lasting impact is a vehicle to get florence Pugh's black widow off the ground and her going after clint barton hawkeye um yeah. Just just a lot a lot of miss, but uh, a lot a lot of fun tearing it down with you. Yeah, yeah, no that was great. It was great to be on the same side. <laughs> so, we still other, have fun other with than... it, you know, we don't have to always be on opposite sides. No, yeah, you know? exactly. But I, well, I, wait, I, where, I where's your rating with this? Man, I hadn't even I hadn't even considered that. Uh, God, I mean, I'm now I'm thinking about we God we didn't even talk about the stupid ass avalanche prison rescue scene. Just God, that was bad. I don't think we need to. <laughs> also, the fact that that old ass helicopter that they were just complaining about getting absolutely riddled with high velocity ammunition. There's like no problem. 50 cows going yeah, in. Just, just... Just, we had just been complaining about what a piece of shit that thing was. And it's just, <laughs> just taking it on the chin. She's just walking through <laughs> the helicopter like nothing's, nothing's happening. Awful. Awful. And then, yeah, manages to navigate successfully through a, a ridiculous avalanche. Um, rating, I, I don't know. In terms of MCU movies, it's better than Captain Marvel. Uh, oh God. Uh, you can't do that. I don't know. I give it, I guess, I guess I give it a boosh. A, a boosh. A boosh. Okay. I'll go and a uh, half, maybe. I don't know. The comedy was so bad in this. Like, Red Guardian was such an atrocious character. Like, what, one of the absolute worst characters in the history of the MCU was in this movie. So it's it's hard for me to to really give it anything. I'd probably have to watch it again to give it an honest rating. Yeah. No, I mean, from, the first uh, 30 minutes of it were, were solid, though. Well, then that's why I get a, a couple stars on my because it could have went somewhere but, but, I, I mean it, this movie died in the avalanche though it got buried in shit <laughs> it 
buried in the cold of Russia. Uh, you know, on my sliding scale of broken to full controllers here, uh, it, I'm going to go three broken controllers, so about a 30% there. Okay. All right. Davis has spoken. I have spoken. Uh, you know, it's fun being back in the movies, though. So thank you, you know, Marvel there for you that. Go. Yeah. So either way, it was going to be Disney for me going back because I thought my return to the movies was going to be Jungle Cruise uh, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which, by the way, I am extremely excited for Jungle Cruise. I, uh, that movie looks like a ton of fun to me. So we'll be talking about that. Sure. Soon, I'm sure. Hey, come on, man. Hey, we'll go see it together. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll wrap things up on the other side on the Best Damn Nerd Show. Hey, you. This is Sweet Johnny Cage from Tenno. I'm here to tell you about the next big thing coming in hot from our production house. It's called the Game Club Podcast. Join me and our diverse panel of game masters as we discuss our experiences playing some of our favorite video games. Whether it's a remake of a classic game from our childhoods, a game we might have missed during the height of its release, or a brand new title that tickled our collective fancy, you're sure to love what we have to say. Who knows, maybe you'll learn something about a game you never considered playing. I know I have. Find us on Spotify under Game Club today. Hey, nerd. Loremaster Tim here, and I've come with a rather indecent proposal. We want you to join in the conversation. If you aren't already a member of our Discord, what are you even doing? You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheBDNS. And if you're crazy, odds are we'll talk about it on the show. So get kooky, and above all, let's get nerdy. Hey guys, it's the loquacious anime and manga lover Jammers here. Now I have watched a lot of anime, and I've read an abundance of manga. So you would think that I have a pretty interesting opinion on the culture. From classics like Golden Boy and Ghost in the Shell, to masterpieces such as Psychopaths and Gangst. Come and join me as I talk about the world of anime and manga, which has had a huge impact on my life. And who knows, whatever I talk about and recommend to you guys could become one of your favourite series. Ammo with Jammers Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. James Kincaid and Professor Chris Davis with you. Talking a lot of MCU on this edition of the Best Damn Nerd Show. And we're going to keep that MCU train a-rolling. Apparently, Deadpool made his MCU debut. They didn't even bother to tell us ahead of time. Or I guess sort of made his MCU debut. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to watch, but it's... Deadpool and Korg reacting to a trailer for Ryan Reynolds' next movie, Free Guy. I haven't seen this yet. Let's take a look at it in real time. And uh, I may or may not edit this out for the audio version of the podcast. But here we go. Let's let's take a look, people. Let's take a moment to welcome back in through the magic of radio. Uh, those listening to the podcast, because I'm uh, probably going to cut out the video portion of that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for uh, hanging with uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that they did that. Uh, Korg stinks, absolutely atrocious character, but man, it's just a good reminder of how great Ryan Reynolds is as Deadpool. Huh? Yeah. I mean, he's born to play that role. Uh, I, and I think Korg had, uh, some decent lines. I think Wakiti is, uh, having fun with himself and he, he's trying to get on that level a little bit and failing. Yeah, they, yeah, no, but I think they played well off each other, you know, so. Uh, Deadpool carried that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I and mean, as he should. As, as, as he as, uh, yeah, as as would be expected. Yeah. 
Uh, you can't have two Deadpools trying to compete I, for that, that same type of role. I, I mean, brilliant little piece of marketing, though, as well. Yeah. To I, I hadn't even heard of Free Guy. Now, oh. Grant, I actually thought the trailer was starting out good, and I actually think that movie looks like crap, but... It's... I was, I was talking to a co-worker about it earlier, and uh, it is... He is an NPC in a video game that comes to realization realization of that and is trying to do something with that i i, I don't know but it, it has some video game aspects of it as an NPC, i think there's a lot of uh potential good humor in that if they do it right but you know that's uh, a long shot as you said at the end there it's a it it should have been out probably right after covid started and they have pushed it off a long time due to covid and uh, it was a Fox fire cell at that point. <laughs> Which I love. I love that he. I love that he said that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it was excellent. Uh, yeah. Good, so a good little bit of uh, Inception marketing there, and a an appropriately unique way for Deadpool to make his first MCU uh, appearance as well. Uh, I thought interesting poll that they did that that they were like okay yeah no this is okay uh you're in our universe now and this is i guess how they're gonna slowly put him in there yeah i'm well i mean i don't think so he he doesn't i think it's better off making the jokes about everything connected with him than him actually being integrated into everything going on right much much but like just like i want to see the guardians of the galaxy doing their own thing as opposed to being always integrated with the Avengers. Right. So, and, and just like, while Spider-Man does in fact, during it, you know, his career join the Avengers, I'd rather see solo Spider-Man films than Spider-Man in the Avengers. With Iron Man. No, absolutely <laughs> not with Iron Man. Uh, how, how about, <laughs> how about <laughs> Megan the Stallion? gonna be in the she-hulk series davis see this this news now grant take it with a grain of salt but this uh you know tipster says i'm almost 99.9 percent sure when i come here and report this kind of exclusive megan the stallion reportedly slayed to portray a fictional version of herself on the series in a recurring role on she-hulk megan the stallion uh what <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, yeah, I was I was taken aback by it too. But as a loyal patron of her Instagram, all right, I'm suddenly more excited for She-Hulk. Sure, <laughs> you know who she is, Davis. No, are you serious? Yes, who's Megan the Stallion? Is this a horse with a name? Oh my God, no, she's she's a rapper, singer, dude. Oh my she, God, really? Yeah, she's a super bad. Yikes! I am out of the loop. Like, ima- a imagine a hot version of Lizzo, and that's Megan the Stallion. I can't. Well, okay. Right, well, what is that? <laughs> Let me just say, Lizzo wishes. <laughs> Lizzo wishes. But yeah, so we're so well, we're gonna I, get Megan the Stallion in She-Hulk. Apparently, I didn't realize you were so out of the loop, Davis. Yeah, no, I'm uh Are you I familiar stand- with the Fashion Nova clothing line? 
All right. No. Well, I got a, I've got a lot to, to learn you, my friend. I, I, I moved out of a metro area, and this is what I get. Oh, that You've been tamed, dude. You're like no, Logan I, when he's been, I, been at the X-Mansion too long. I just listen to 70s, 80s rock now, and... Uh... Well, I'm not, I mean, the music, whatever, take or leave it. I'm, I'm, I'm a beautiful woman. Um <laughs> But apparently he's going to be in this She-Hulk series. We'll see, we'll see where that one ranks in the in the pantheon uh, of these Disney Plus series. But also confirmed for She-Hulk, uh, Charlie Cox reportedly confirmed to return as Daredevil. Maybe not... lead with that. I don't know. To me, to me, it's more off the wall that Megan the Stallion's got a recurring role in She-Hulk. Well, no, that is odd. But you know, I I wouldn't start there. Like, well, that's okay. where I wanted to start. I wanted to. I happen to be a stallion fan. Uh, well, so is Mark Truex, by the way. Mark, Mark, Mark Truex is the one that introduced me to to her stylings. So well, now I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Daredevil, Charlie Cox, Daredevil, uh, set to appear in She-Hulk, according to rumor and innuendo, and not just as Matt Murdock, which is the rumor in the next. Uh, Iron Man Jr. Spider-Man Iron Spider uh, movie, not just as Matt Murdock, the lawyer, but as actual Daredevil and She-Hulk. So uh, the resurrection of the good MCU street level TV shows sort of coming about here, integrating Charlie Cox as, as Daredevil. Good thing, no? No, it's incredibly encouraging that they're actually considering keeping what might be good from Netflix MCU. Uh I didn't think that was going to be on the table, which, uh, you know, I read this news and I'm like, wow, this is, they're actually going to consider this. And that, that is great. Cause could we get our Jessica Jones back? Hopefully. Could we get that Punisher back? I, I'd love to Luke Cage. Sure. He's a good Luke Cage. They could do better on storytelling. But, yeah, same uh, with Punisher as well. And I love Johnny Birdfall. Right. But the best the best Punisher that we've gotten on screen was season two of Daredevil. Better sure. than his his series. But that season, the interactions between John Birdfall's Punisher and Charlie Cox's Daredevil in, in, in season two is some of the best MCU we've gotten bar none. Some of the most accurate yeah. at capturing yeah. the very essence of two important characters. Take the casting they did. In, in those shows and put some of your phase one writers on it and we'll be good. They're dead, Davis. Snapped out of existence. <laughs> like, what, ha- what happened to those guys? <laughs> Did somebody kill them? Like, wh- where'd they go? I don't know. I'm just happy to hear you say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thrilled to hear you say I, that. Like, did they, did they request too much money? I don't... <laughs> did they... Where, where, what did happen? Can we, can we check this? Somebody cross-reference what happened to those writers. But no, I, it's, it's, it's very fascinating to me that, because I just didn't think that would be possible, that they would take these actors, because I, I really thought they were trying to separate things. And it's encouraging to hear that that's not totally off the table. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's very encouraging uh, I, I have had a hankering to go back and, and rewatch some Daredevil. And so uh, maybe I will to get, get a little bit hyped up. I'm still not super, you know, ecstatic for a, a She-Hulk series necessarily, 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be ecstatic really for uh, another sort of I, although I guess in a in a series form you know it's been proven that Hulk works better on TV than in film. I I, I feel like uh, you know sort of the wanderer trying to hide his abilities and, and and stuff like that. But I wouldn't be super ecstatic for a Hulk series either. Uh, I think he is best to cameo in, in Avengers movies and, and the like and, and, and stuff like that. Because usually it just all devolves into a CGI soup, which is not it's, really my bag. It's interesting because I would I would be into an Edward Norton series, but not a Ruffalo series. However, when it came to a movie, I'd probably flop him. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. I would go with that for sure. Uh, Hugh Jackman teasing a return to the claws to return to Wolverine put on, put it on his social media on the gram, a very uh, cryptic image of the gloved hand and the claws coming out of them is Hugh Jackman teasing his MCU debut Davis. And do you want to see it or do you want to leave well enough alone with Logan? I know it's going to happen uh, because of what Loki just did. It's it's all on the table. We've said it. it. It it's all back. And this is they they've probably asked him, "Hey, would you if this happened?" And of course he's gonna say yes. It, it's in, he was incredible at Wolverine. And if it's a cameo, if it's a uh, universe, you know, this is where these X Men are. That's probably what they're going to do. I don't think it will be anything extensive, but I would, I would put big money on us seeing him as Wolverine again. But you don't think he's going to be the main MCU Wolverine that we get? No, no. I, I, then I why do I, it? Uh, Cause it's a nod. It's a way to tie it into the cheap the applause lines. Yeah. Yeah. And we will, we'll get another younger Wolverine. So the, so that character can last longer, but you know, Hugh Jackman's still looking fit. Still looking good. I would, I would, he is, and he he really did own that character and bring it to life yeah. cin- cinematically it, in a way. And it, while you know, you Logan to, was such a fitting capstone to it and finally gave him the movie to, to ride him off into the sunset. I love that Logan movie. Yeah, it was it, very it, well done. So it, it, if you ring that bell, it better be for good reason. Yeah, and if if you think he's got five good years in him, you can get him through this phase at least and see where you're going and plan that. Uh, I want to that... see him in the classic suit. And, and if there's anything that the Disney Plus series have maybe made me optimistic for, and it's not a lot, but it's the fact that we saw in WandaVision the classic suits, albeit in Halloween costume form, we saw the classic Loki suit uh, on the Void World. I would love to see Wolverine in the legit classic suit, whether that's the the Earth tones or you give me the 90s uh, blue and yellow. I mean, I want to see them both, but why can't we do that now? I I, I still think that comic book movies, if they if they have room to go still, it's like, give me the suit. You know, like, look at Loki. He was just in a stupid button up and tie this whole series. I like seeing my. I like seeing my superheroes and supervillains in their distinctive attire. It makes, I think it makes everyone feel good and more, more buy-in, not less. Uh, I, I would love to see Hugh Jackman finally in the suit, man. 
I think we are in the minority that <laughs> needs well, to you... see them in the suit. Because... I'm not saying I need. I'm saying I would like it. No, yeah, of course we would. Because you, you think we're in the minority read, on we've... that? I do. You think we're in the minority? I do not think we're in the minority on that whatsoever. In the regular moviegoer minor like thought process, yeah, we're in the minority. Because guess what? Most of those people have not read the comics. Most of those people do They've not know the original costume. No, they haven't. Where have they seen they, it? They do, Wolverine's part of American pop culture and Canadian, for that matter. So no. they've seen it. There are people in Quebec and Montreal would, that want to see the suit, man. I, I would put money on 70% of Marvel moviegoers could not tell you what colors the original suit are. Well, I, I bet you they know the, the blue and yellow one. No. I, I, I bet, I bet I you they couldn't. 70% would not completely, be able to tell completely you. disagree. <laughs> I, and I, and I think, I think all those droids that don't will gleefully clap along with the rest of us because they do what they're fucking told. <laughs> well, that's clear. So <laughs> consume like my video. and say it's the best. Yeah. Your video is crapping out. I think probably because your battery is about to die. No. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> How much time you got left on that thing? I don't know. You know, we're we're here. We're going. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to close out the show. Uh, it's Comic-Con week approaching. You know, we talked about Comic-Con at home last week. Uh, we're going to try and check out some of it. But in honor of the con of cons and the camaraderie uh, that this show, the Best Damn Nerd Show, has spawned and, and through our annual Comic-Con meetup, uh, the boys, the nerds, we're going to we're going to get together down in Southern California and we're going to hang out. So there probably will not be a brand spanking shiny new episode of the Best Damn Nerd Show. But I want to take this time to celebrate the fact that there we go. Davis's video is back. You're back with me. Uh, I, I want to say, first of all. As, as we are approaching our, our Southern California vacation, well-earned, I might add. And it's well-earned because we have hit a year of the Best Damn Nerd Show reboot. We have not missed a single week of episodes. We have done more than one a week with our, with our like, a, a glorious banner return. And I understand that we put you through some tough times in the redacted version, but not this year, damn it. So, in my opinion... Uh, a very successful year and return of the best damn nerd show and uh, a well-deserved week off. And we do have an episode or two in the can, but I think I'd rather uh, release like a, a best of a, a, a sort of some of the best bits and best things that we've discussed, big arguments, big laughs, you know, that, that we've done over the past year. So Davis, what's some of your, your favorite things that we've done this past year in our, in our glorious return to form? Man, uh, <laughs> there's been so much. <laughs> I I just love that. Uh, I we've been doing so much on YouTube, and the the clips. Excellent. That's been Good a lot plug. of that's <laughs> that's been a lot of fun. Um, and I think we're getting new audiences with that, and I I think it's been very digestible for a lot of people that maybe can't put together an hour worth of time like a lot of our listeners or two like do. tonight yeah <laughs> and god yeah we're giving you two for the price of one this week too you bastard so i, I want to yeah. hear you complaining 
and ch check it check it out on youtube the visuals are fun just seeing us like banter and react to each other like you if you haven't watched yet just go on there and i i think you'll get a very good sense of just how much we love each other quite honestly and just react truly to one another's just bs <laughs> that we drop because and that's what we truly believe. And some of us can't stand what comes out of each other's mouths. And, <laughs> and we're going to react to that. But when it comes to episodes wise, it, we, we started off very strong with some nostalgia stuff, but yeah. I, and we'll, we'll get back to some of that. I know. And, but I, I will say lately there's been some, amazing banter of just going back and forth of what uh should and shouldn't be done and where whether that might be loki that's wow um <laughs> there there's a lot in <laughs> the <there>. mandalorian <laughs> the mandalorian yeah i mean it was there's there's been a lot and i i but what it, what it all comes back down to is just our friendship you know yeah our, between you and i the other guys sometimes it, exclusively you and i yeah <laughs> like tonight it's it, it's just it's just the hey, you said it lassie <laughs> it's it's truly just this is what we did back in the day on you know getting ready for the show back in the studio and there SF was state sf state gators and there was like this you know the the ready room where there's a couple couches and we all had coffee getting ready in the morning we were just like like bsing about any certain topic there'd be other people from other shows and they're getting in on the action and it, this last year has truly reminded me of like in those rooms just going at it there no form just having fun talking and uh that's that's really what this last year has been all about for me getting back to who we really are yeah and i know we we talked about it, that's very well said by the way and I, I echo those sentiments and it is all about our friendships and the the friendships we've made with the the listeners the neurosphere uh, as well and i know we talked about in the early going of the reboot but the the overwhelmingly positive reaction and excitement from many of our longtime listeners and shout out Mary Dan in the discord best damn slash discord Mary Dan realizing we were coming up on our one year of, of the reboot, but just the, uh, the fact that so many of you were, were there for us right where we, you know, pick up right where we left off and stuff. That was, that was the, you know, one of the coolest things and certainly the most humbling thing, uh, about this and to all of our new listeners as well that in, enjoy what we do. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you. Um, it, it's just, it has been a lot of fun and, you know, uh, I, I know of late I have sort of taken on my cross to bear is that it finally accepting that I'm going to be the guy on this show that, that tells you what's wrong <laughs> with, with, with everything that's coming out. Uh, but it is all in good fun. He does I mean, like stuff. I do like stuff. I liked uh, the Tomorrow War, for instance. Um, you know, everybody buried Which was that. So mediocre. 
I liked the snot. Well, I it's a it's a sliding scale of my expectations and whether they are met or not. Davis, don't ruin this. Uh, I don't go to laugh. Uh, but yeah, there there are some certainly some fun moments from uh, the show. I'm also you know within reason uh, going to take a look through some of my. Uh, I'm always recording by and large. So I'm going to try and see if I can maybe find any sort of Easter egg moments. No promises, because that's a that's a huge undertaking. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I thank all of you listeners for a, a wonderful year of shows. And, you know, whether you found us through, you know, the Tenno Media Network, through Spotify, through YouTube, however you found us, I hope you hang with us because we we're having a ton of fun doing this. Uh, but, you know, I need a little break. So we're taking next week off <laughs> and, and, and you guys are going to get a best of who doesn't love a clip show that is going to do it for us this week. Have a we're great week, board everyone. Games. Yeah, exactly. And we'll tell you about it. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, if you're a nerd, always say it loud and say it proud. Enjoy the clip show. Hey, everyone. Chris Seglia, CEO of the Tenno Media Network here. Thank you so much for listening to our content. But we need your help. Please rate us five stars, subscribe, and give us a shining review wherever you listen to this podcast. It really, really helps us out. And one more thing, please tell a friend if you can. Tell them Tacey Steve, Hanzo Gonzo, Mark Mann, Rip, Ricky Replay, or someone who everyone loves sent you or something. That might help. Anyway, again, thank you for listening. And if you want more, make sure to check us out at www.ten-o.gg. www.10o.gg. You're listening to the 10010 Media Network.